Hey there, and welcome to your GG Replay for Monday, August 30th, 2021. GG Replay is a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show where we break down the latest in gaming news, hosted by us, the Good Night Groofs. A place for games, and a place for goofs. I mean, we're workshopping the slogan, but you get the idea. I am Paul, and once again, I am joined by the fearless groove himself, Mike, who is yep. here uh, filling in for Matt Well, he is off doing more important things than the groups, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he will probably take some umbrage with that, though. How are you doing today on this fine Monday? You know what they say, I... Monday is everyone's favorite day, right? Oh, everyone's favorite. I mean, <laughs> Monday is at least better than Tuesday. Tuesday kind of sucks. That's true. Um, mainly because there's no groove episode, but um, <laughs> no, I'm doing all right. It's Monday. What's Monday? There's not much it's else to really Monday. say. <laughs> it's, my, it's my fun day, actually. Oh, really? Uh, my Monday here. Yeah, I have a great time because I get to come back and after two long days of not recording anything, I can finally uh, spew my voice into the world again. And uh, <laughs> we, just, we all love doing that, don't we? Here, that's why, that's why we're here. Um, all right. So we're going to move right along into this then. Um, and first off, just want to remind everyone that uh, if you come across any necessary corrections, we're not perfect. In today's episode, then please send them to ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the YouTube comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Or you know what? Leave us a rating on our podcast app and be like, five stars, but you forgot that Donkey Kong actually isn't a Sony property. I'll be like, that's fair. I did forget that. Um, as it stands, we're perfect. Uh, 10 out of 10. Whoa, no whoa, one has corrected us. I've got a correction. I know you didn't have any in the notes, but I do have a correction. Yes. You did say that Matt was going to be here today, and he's not. I did. I said on Friday, <laughs> Matt will be back. And then as soon as we finished recording the episode, Matt's like, good job. I'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> like, oh, no, I guess we got to do another one of these. So that is true. Good correction. I feel like uh, maybe there might have been a handful of the Matt stands uh, waiting. But now we have a whole bunch of new Mike fans here. Who can't wait for another Mike day? And you oh, got it. Oh, sure. You got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get right into the stories today. Nothing really crazy came out, so no big reviews. But we will oh. move on to something that uh, was something kind of crazy that came out that uh, you know had had some difficulties. We all know, uh, you know, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, CD Projekt Red has hired members of the Cyberpunk game modding scene. To work on official modding support and bug squashing. Now this is pretty cool. Um, CD Projekt Red has hired uh, modders for level and quest designs before, um, but never specifically for like engine level stuff where they're they're getting in and they're fixing. Uh, a they're adding you know modding support in general, which is pretty awesome, and also helping squash bugs. So these are like two of probably the biggest things that are needed in Cyberpunk. I think from a lot of people's stances is like there's a lot of bugs. And there's no way for modders to really get in there and fix them properly because the modding tools aren't super, you know, uh, you know, uh, intricate. So this is pretty cool. Uh, Mike, what's what's kind of your take on this? Did you, did you ever get a chance to play Cyberpunk or uh, are you waiting for the bugs to get squashed? I, no, I played a little bit of it at launch. I do own it on PC. And the first thing that, you know, I kind of noticed when I was playing was that um, I didn't experience much bugs. Um, the PC really seemed okay, at least. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was okay. I didn't end up playing much of it, uh, just because I noted how unfinished it felt. Yeah. Um, as, in regards to them hiring modders, I mean, good. 
<laughs> I'd rather them yeah. pay people to fix yeah. their game than not. But at the same point, like, you know, maybe it should have spent another year or two in the stove yeah. kind of cooking. Um, but no, it's it's definitely good of CD Projekt Red to realize, you know, as anyone should uh, realize when they need to ask for help. Um, exactly. So not only is this a lesson for other developers but it's a life lesson nonetheless um but yeah it's uh i mean it's it's good i've got yeah. nothing else really to say about it yeah. it's just it's good that they're doing For sure. it. it's interesting it's interesting that you said that you didn't have a lot of bugs neither did matt matt also played on pc cyberpunk and he also mm -hmm. didn't really experience any bugs and I, and I know that obviously the console issues were one of the bigger pain points for cyberpunk being buggy um but i did see that there was a notable amount of people that did seem to mention that the pc release had a lot of issues as well um but i noticed that yeah anecdotally a lot of the people i've talked to who have played it on pc said they really didn't run into bugs so much as just like like you said unfinished portions the game just kind of being light in places where it should have been different yeah. based on what they advertised and marketed right there was just uh, you know you go through the opening segment it's rather short which i was didn't really enjoy the fact that the prequel which is the only real choice yeah. that you get at the start of the game is like how how do you start the game off that prequel yeah. area is really short and then you get to you you have like all these adventures with jackie that are yeah. a uh cutscene you know montage which was also just really disappointing then you go yeah. do your first mission then you get to your apartment uh when you get to the apartment is when things kind of start looking unfinished uh before that everything seemed pretty polished really smooth um i was astounded by how good you know the graphics looked uh in the start i picked the um the executive uh starting story so you yep. start in a bathroom having thrown up and you like look at yourself in the mirror and everything seems really detailed it's like oh this looks great then you get to your apartment and you go look in front of the mirror and it's like everything has been downgraded from the initial prequel like yeah. storyline it's very weird it feels like they they just polished everything up until the actual game started and yeah. then just released it. I mean, you you would go into the shower fully clothed. You would <laughs> sleep on the bed weird. Like, there's all these glitches yeah. that everyone knows They're like, about. Like, can we get you past the first two-hour window of <laughs> refund? Yes, okay, let's do that. <laughs> right? That's kind of where it yep. felt. It felt like, mm -hmm. make sure the first two hours are pristine, and then everything yeah. else will fix later. And... Yeah. Yeah, it, it was really disappointing. At that point, I just stopped. I was like, okay, this clearly isn't finished. I had a similar um, reaction. Like, Baldur's Gate 3 is a game that I'm yeah. excited about. Um, and I got into the early access, and there was a point in it where I was like, okay, this is clearly not finished. Obviously, <laughs> that's that has been told to me it's early at access. least it's early access which is nice <laughs> but yeah. like at that point i was like okay i uninstalled it because i don't want Baldur's don't gate 3 yeah. on release to be ruined for me by playing the yeah. early access i got a taste of it i like it it's good it's just it needs mm -hmm. its systems fleshed out yeah. it needs all the content put in and it needs you know the common polish bug fixing etc so yeah. um i think cyber 
I think Cyberpunk Cyber would have... Yeah, Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cyberpunk would have benefited from a similar early access, get it out there, let people see what it is, let people know that it's not finished. Just to, like, sate the people who were like, why do you keep pushing this back? Well, they're, they're pushing it back because it's not ready. <laughs> It's 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 wild in twenty twenty uh, in twenty twenty sorry it's, uh, to see a game that they could release in early access and then they didn't like it's like early yeah. access exists now we can do that I mean obviously that's not how City Project Red is going they don't have you know they're not really they have GOG they're not really worried about you know Steam as much and things like that so maybe they're not going to get into that program but they really could have maybe figured something out for early access and that might have been a good move to go with but yeah clearly they didn't. Uh, the game kind of, I think, for a lot of people, still feels like early access. We're just now mm-hmm. getting to a part where it's getting playable for, especially for console players. Um, but yeah, oh, it, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, also interesting to see. I, I saw a lot of people mention like how this is like a Bethesda thing, a classic Bethesda thing to be like, okay, well, the game's buggy as hell, but like the modders will fix the game for us, and we'll just give them modding tools to figure it out. Um, which I kind of like. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like seeing CD Projekt Red go like, okay, well, I mean, like, listen, I'm not a huge like. I'm not going to give CD Projekt Red executives too much credit because I mean they're crunch monsters and they force this game out the door. Um, yeah. But I will say that you know it's nice at least now that they've realized what's happening they at least are doing some damage control by hiring modders, paying them money and getting them to build the tools so that other modders can continue to work on the game. There's a cycle here. That's good. And and it's good. I think it's the step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree. Now talking about steps and directions, we see one of our favorite single player developers, Naughty Dog is now, uh, they just posted on Twitter uh, that they are hiring across multiple disciplines for the studio's first standalone multiplayer game uh so this was on twitter kind of weird uh, i mean like obviously lots of you know companies will post you know obviously they have to hire they'll post you know internal listings for maybe a multiplayer game or something but they made a real point on twitter of saying that they're excited to hire for their first standalone multiplayer game so it, it felt kind of like an early tease of a game um you know what is this game is this you know I, I, from the last of us original the original last of us had some multiplayer is this last of us two multiplayer is this some kind of um multiplayer you know uncharted thing is this something totally different uh what what do you think mike do you think do you have any idea really or any uh, hot takes on what you think this might be i have no clue <laughs> i have literally no idea i mean no idea i would hope it i i would hope it's new ip um Me too. i don't want it to be uncharted a standalone uncharted multiplayer game if it if it is either the last of us or uncharted i would say naughty dog has um got lost in the forest uh jump the shark whatever phrase you want to use but they've kind of lost what makes naughty dog games beloved granted i'm not the biggest fan of them and i know saying that will get you know sony Fanboys to be right. Matt's our email. gonna listen to this later, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Shake I'm not. Um, no, me neither. But you know, I know people are. I know the yep. the storylines that they tell are at least um, gripping to some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're you know clearly like well thought out storylines. Yeah. They're intending to you know tell yeah. a tell a very like 
narrative experience, which is very different from what this could be. Now, but, I saw some people online saying, like, The Last of Us, like, they're sure it's Last of Us 2 multiplayer. I don't even know how that would really function. That seems strange for such a narratively driven game, even more than the first yeah. one. It's so driven by the characters. Um, and also um i yeah i saw a lot of people saying it could be like a co-op game which to me seems weird i i i feel like they wouldn't call it standalone multiplayer if it were like a co-op game i feel like it really feels like they're trying to push some sort of battle royale multiplayer weird thing here like everyone else is jumping on yeah i agree um i will say that it might be slightly on brand if it is like last of us multiplayer because personally last of us 2 naughty dog also missed the entire mark on you know what would have made a good narrative story um we've shared our opinions on the story uh in our discord and um yeah like (laughs) it they rely so much uh naughty dog feels like they rely so much on name recognition like Definitely. they felt like last of us part two wasn't gonna do well if you didn't market it towards you know uh yeah. joel and ellie yep and it's like well you know maybe just make a good game <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> but uh like yeah i feel like i feel like naughty dog thinks they need the name in order to make a game do well, which they don't like uncharted mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. Like uncharted yeah. was just new was IP, IP. Yeah. That, you know, ended up being good. Same with the last of us. Just do that. Like yeah. just, do just do what you do well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so. I totally agree. I, I don't really know why they would, uh, like Sony would really bother giving naughty dog this kind of like, why they would? Re- I mean, that's not like a Sony giving out. You know what? I, you know what I mean. But yeah. it's a weird way for the talents to be used. I feel like there's a lot of studios who could work on a multiplayer game that would be more, you know, uh, in tune with with multiplayer. And this is like, yeah. it seems they're doing, you know, hiring across multiple disciplines. So it seems like they're kind of like building a team just to make multiplayer. And it seems kind of like an interesting use of resources. I'm I'm wondering. I I don't know. I uh, can't talk about it forever because we have literally no information. But I am interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we find out about this over the next year or two, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what they happen to do. I hope it's something novel. Yeah, I agree. It does feel very similar to like Bioware being told to make a multiplayer game, which yeah. happened. Or, or um, they're like with Control. <laughs> control was a big game, and yeah. now they're like, oh, they're gonna make a Control like uh, weird. What was it? It's gonna be like a Left for Dead style game or yeah. something in Control. Very strange. Like it's just, just like on. you don't need just the why? IP. You don't. You don't. I think a lot of these companies are like focused on this whole like in the universe of this, in the universe of that, and now they're like, oh, we have to use um, that well, branding it, somehow. To, it's like you don't have to. It's easy to hook <laughs> people in with. I know with old branding right you already have people who like that that ip so they're like oh i'm yeah. already intrigued because it's in the ip that i like um exactly so i get it but you know you yeah. see um during the microsoft e3 conference like all these games that were brand new ip um yeah. that i can't think of off the top of my head but there was a bunch of like yeah. uh there's yeah. a vampire hunting like four person co-op shooter well, that That's was that was a vampire. Wasn't that a vampire? The masquerade. Thing? Not that one. Vampire um, Bloodlines. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Redfall? Redfall. Redfall. Oh, yeah. Redfall yeah. was so weird. Yeah. And it's great. so weird and random, but like I'm interested yeah. because it's yeah. new and different. Um, yeah. I mean, not super different. I, everyone, it's Left for Dead, but with vampires, yeah. it seems. Yeah. But like, it looks like they're putting a lot different. of you know, money behind it. Yeah. It's you know, X Defiant. It's different. It, I don't it think is. it's good, but it's different. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's cool to get out there a little bit different. It reminds yeah. me of, I was doing some research because there's a, we'll talk about it later, but there's a Dead Space thing coming up. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, there's uh, the original creator of Dead Space, and some of that team are working on a game. Uh, what is it, Callista, Callisto, the game or something? And that's a, a Dead Space kind of spiritual successor that they're working on. Uh, and a lot of people are very excited for it. But the little cliff, the little the little uh, click here is that it's uh, it's in the universe of PUBG. Is there even a PUBG like? lore is there a lore behind PUBG? is there a uh, world there i don't even know but apparently <laughs> i guess there is some people think it might be like where it's just kind of like in the background like some texts or some things you'll find that'll kind of like like clearly give you an idea that there's like an item that you would also see in PUBG that might make you think of pub but i just think what is what the i'll see like, a frying pan and think oh this must be PUBG and not some cooking show like what right. I, I, don't I don't understand it's a very generic thing too there's not a yeah. lot of like unique items i can think of i'm not a big <laughs> PUBG player but it's very like generic normal shootery world it's not like anything yeah. magical so i'm having trouble understanding exactly how that would work but apparently it is and it's weird because it's like this game you know could have a lot going for it and it probably still will but it's interesting to see maybe that's how they got a little bit of their backing or something like that and it's, yeah it's, you know you gotta do what you gotta do i guess I guess it's still weird, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, moving on, talking about Valve, we mentioned Steam a little bit earlier. Well, Valve recently won an appeal against Scuff and Corsair regarding the controller back buttons. Uh, So this could, now we don't know, this is an appeal, so we don't actually necessarily have that this is definitely going to go through. This could enable other controller manufacturers to implement back buttons. Now, how do we feel about this? I, myself, love back buttons, uh, like a paddle or a shift or something on the back. Um, I did briefly use an Xbox Elite controller. It was not mine. I used my friends. Of course, it broke because it's an Xbox Elite controller. Um, But I did have a good time with it during that. The paddles were awesome. Um, And I just feel like the, the entire back of the controller is such a wasted space. Like, the grips, obviously, you don't need to have everything do anything. But you have all these like fingers just sitting under there that don't do anything. And I feel like it is such a great space to to have controllers. And I didn't really even realize until now that so many companies who even made stuff like this had to pay Scuff and Corsair like royalties to be able to even use them, um, which I thought was bizarre. Um, so I don't know, Mike, what's, do you have a take? Like, do you love back buttons or, uh, you know, uh, did you know about this? I didn't know. No, about this. I, I had no idea about this. Um, I wondered where back buttons went because I knew they were a big yeah. thing and then they just like disappeared. Um, but to be honest, I feel like I had an elite controller. Um, the way I hold my controller, I'm looking at a controller right now, which is why yeah. on video I'm looking mine, down, yeah. but like, mine okay i don't i hold like this 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 is how this is how i i tend to hold it which is not conducive 
You're right. It's a back button. I can maybe get a I can maybe get a, a middle finger up there, but I'm not like holding it with my yeah. Both I'd have to, to I'd have to hold it like this, which is not that's not comfy. I felt like the Elite controller like was shaped slightly differently. Yeah, the grips I'm, were a little I'm bit not bigger sure. maybe to do that. I can't quite remember. <laughs> um, but either way, um, I like the idea of controller back buttons. I, but yeah, now that yeah. you mention it, it, it is weird. Um, it'd be nice if they could move them down. Like if I mean, if you could just put them anywhere, it'd be great to put them down on the grip, maybe or something would be. Cool yeah, I, that's what I was gonna suggest. Just put them on the grip because, yeah. like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to use them. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like you know the MMO mouse, uh, like the oh, Reza yeah. Naga. Like yes. uh, no, like I'm not gonna I, be able to I use. I always that. think that's gonna like change the way I play MMOs, but I've never bought one because I, every time I'm about to, I'm like, I just I'm not gonna use it like that. I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. My thumb is gonna. It's gonna be weird. I've got um, fat yeah. enough thumbs. I don't need yeah. to try to hit nine buttons with my thumb. Yeah. Maybe if I had like little toddler thumbs, I could do it. But yeah, it's not, like it's I not even the way it is. I put things on like the side buttons that I have, and I yeah. notice that like maybe I'm just weird. But when like I click it, either I don't have a solid hold on my grip. Like when I click it, it skews my aim. Like if I use it in uh, okay in a FPS. When I click it with my thumb, it'll push the mouse slightly right. I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're and just too strong, Mike. You just yeah. My thumb muscles too are hard. just too strong. Yeah. So all that gaming. I don't know. I like as minimal buttons as possible. Yeah, I get that. That's a, that's a good take too, actually. <laughs> but uh, no, I I think I think back buttons are inevitable. I'm honestly think looking at my PS5 controller now. I wish the touchpad was on the back. Yeah, I think that's actually a great spot for it. I really think the touchpad actually is a cool feature. I know we were talking about it recently on our Discord, actually, and I think Matt yeah. was saying he kind of thought it wasn't a great peripheral. Is that right? No, or I said you that. Were saying, you were saying it. You were saying it, Mike. I couldn't remember. I, um, I, and I was like, I kind of liked the touchpad. Like, I agree it's in the wrong spot entirely. It makes it not usable during the game in, in, like, unless you yeah. only use the touchpad in that scene. Mm -hmm. um, but it was kind of fun for like extra little interaction. I did find there were places where I liked it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Back's an interesting place. I played with it um, in Astro's Playground, and I found it to be not great. <laughs> there's like I think, segments yeah, if it were of it. Where my middle fingers were on the back or something, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. There's segments where you have to like spin Astro in a ball and roll him around using the touchpad, and the issue becomes that it, when you're using your thumbs, your thumbs are going to naturally move in an arc. And right. you can't really roll him straight unless you, like, physically move your hand over to roll it straight, which at that point I you lose you. half of the controller. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, and that that's, why I say, that's why I say it's not the best. If, if the PS5 controller didn't have a touchpad, I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who feel that way. There's a lot of cool features on it, and that's kind of yeah. one of the more... The ones they've never fully utilized to its to its fullest, I think they're never really made a good argument for why the touchpad should exist. I yeah, think. the the using it as a keyboard that's really neat. If it was mm -hmm. maybe bigger, <laughs> it's, you're already still kind of having all these issues with it. Yeah, being like too too fat thumbed, especially when you can't see what you're actually typing when you touch it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so it's weird. But anyway, anyways, yeah, uh, back buttons. It's good to see a win against uh, <laughs> companies that are holding kind of like weird patents. I wouldn't say I'm patent surprised trolls, but certainly that, like, 
I tried to read through some of the the patent information, and it was like it was too over my head. But it it was interesting to uh, to see like it seemed kind of dubious. <laughs> like uh, I guess so. Scuff slash Corsair, uh, they have the patent for back buttons on controllers. Yes. Okay. Label me as ignorant, but what controllers does Corsair make? Uh, I'm wondering if Scuff. Like, did Corsair are the same company, perhaps? It looks like Corsair bought Scuff Gaming, or vice versa. The oh, okay, Scuff... Corsair bought Scuff, oh, yeah. So, they they're the custom... same company. So, it's, so, they, so the Scuff controllers are Corsair Scuff controllers. That's, that's kind of what I thought, yeah. So, so yeah. Scuff makes custom PS4, PC controllers. These look yeah. sweet. They're awesome. The Scuff controllers are really, really cool. Um, so but it's cool. just kind of annoying because, like, and of course they have like a patent to make basically better controllers than <laughs> the actual companies make, uh, which is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. So, huh? Something. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious as to how they get away with having this patent though, because it's like, yeah. Well, it sounds like they might not be able to. Anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> it sounds like, right. but like how Apple. how they've had it this long because. It, and it makes me wonder if Microsoft has been paying them royalties potentially, unless they found a way that those paddles can can go against it. A lot of people were saying maybe micro, we don't know, but Microsoft could have been maybe paying them to use the Elite controller paddles. Um, it's very interesting um, and interesting to see Valve kind of go after it too, because I mean obviously they make less controllers, you know, than like a Microsoft or a Sony or someone would. Um, but you know, clearly that's something they're looking to get into, you know, more and more, especially you know as they're moving into hardware even more than before. Yeah, uh, but yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, I personally don't. God, care I haven't looked for... at Scuff controllers in a while. These are awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, they they look sweet. Um, I personally don't care for uh the the Steam controllers. I don't think they're yeah. great. Um, yeah, I know some people have them. I've heard people that like them, and they're just not for me. Um, yeah. you just hate the... Steam hardware. Me? <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't hate Steam hardware. I thought you hated the Steam Link or the box. Didn't you also not like that? I thought the Steam box was silly because there you most, go. Most people Skeptical that I knew the deck. Most people that I knew that had a Steam box ended up just plugging their computer into their into their TV yeah. anyway. So yeah, yeah. that's why I was like, that seems kind of silly, but it is a little superfluous. The though. Steam Deck. I'm still out. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still in. I'm still on, out on the verdict of it. But like, like, like we said before on a previous uh, game groups, um, I don't think the Steam Deck is for me as a consumer, yep. and it yep. seems more targeted towards someone like you. So that's yep. perfectly fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm. It's it's not it's not for me. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. But totally fair. Yeah, all no, right well, let's move on to some news that uh, <laughs> is also far off in the day talk we're just we're just having a lovely chat today moving mm -hmm. on to some news that is also far off in, in the day norman Reedus uh was on uh was interviewed by uh, a site adoro cinema uh and he said that there is another death stranding game in negotiations he was quoted uh, by ign brazil which is a partner site to adoro cinema saying i think we're doing a second death stranding i think he says the game is in negotiations right now, so yay. <laughs> this is the quote from Norman Reedus. Um, 
so that's great. Um, I, I, I guess, um, you know, I think this is kind of interesting because I feel like before Death Stranding Director's Cut got announced, uh, I think a lot of us were kind of like, are we going to see more Death Stranding? Did that hit the way it was supposed to? You know, I mean, it sold okay. Um, I don't think it sold like a groundbreaking amount uh, of copies. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, five million. Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, but yeah, good. it had an interesting launch. I think they they put a lot of marketing into it as if it was going to be like the next biggest thing ever. Uh, and I think it hit fine um, and it did good for what it was. Like, I think it did exceptional for the kind of game that it was. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good to see that I guess that they're going to keep, you know, supporting Kojima uh, and continue on with uh, Death Stranding. So, I mean, did you, are you, you played Death Stranding, Mike, or not yet? Toot toot. <laughs> Uh, no, I did not play Death Stranding. Um, I've watched many reviews of Death Stranding. I've watched several reviews of Death Stranding several months after it was released. Um, I've watched some footage of it. I don't care for it at all. Um, (laughs) It's not for me. I'm going to say that even... I'm going to say that now and then follow it up with, I think Death Stranding as a concept is neat. Um, I think the game itself could be good. Um, There's parts of it where it's like supposed to be a living world that interacts with other players around the world. That's cool. Um, (laughs) But as a game itself, I think it just doesn't deliver... um, in fun factor in yeah, like handling properly um <laughs> yeah. i unfortunately wasn't around for the director's cut extended demo in gamescon but yes. one of the comments that i messaged in while as away basically the fact that mo- most of the features in the director's cut let you skip the main gameplay loop means that the yeah. main gameplay loop is not good like i'm sorry that's <laughs> not a good like they're adding in totally random so they're adding like you can yeah. race cars now you can do all this stuff yeah. you can do big jumps it's like is that what the game's about and they're like oh but don't mm-hmm. worry you'll have time for this because we'll get a robot to do your job for you you don't have to do the game anymore it's like right what is this? <laughs> like you could have had an interesting walking simulator and that's fine like right but I just, I don't know. And having a second one, why? <laughs> Maybe this is going to lead into, to me, it almost feels like a metaverse thing more than a game. Like, the actual gameplay seems so weird and and not fun enough. But it, that, that's like life. <laughs> and I yeah. wonder, and I think that was kind of the, the intention a little bit, right? Is that this is like a job that people have to do. And you have to, like, walk across America. And it's like, okay. Um, sure, but, you know, you have truck simulator and that's at least fun like people enjoy that it's still a job i mean some people enjoy death stranding i guess i mean clearly i guess some people but 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 i will say maybe that's what they lean into more i mean i doubt it because kojima is so story driven and and is a little more conventional still in how he like makes games but it it does feel like they're really pushing this world thing that's like post like whatever i don't want to get into like spoilers for the story but yeah it looks like they're pushing like there's this like world that they're going for, and that's going to be more important than maybe Norman Reedus's story. Mm-hmm. That was the other issue, though, is, like, Kojima's big on story, but the gameplay and the story had, like, very little to do with each other. Um, yeah. As I think it was Donkey put in his review, it's... <laughs> yes. 
you know, 30 minutes of cutscene followed by gameplay followed by 30 minutes of cutscene. And it's yeah. like you could have put any gameplay into that space between the cutscenes and it yeah. wouldn't matter. Put because, some Call of Duty in there or something. Yeah, yeah it didn't matter. Yeah. Because the gameplay didn't match what the story was going on. So who cares? So, um, so strange. Like, uh, I think, okay. Um, I think there should be faith in what Kojima does. I just yeah. feel like this one... Don't get me wrong. I like Kojima's style. Um, yeah. But this one felt like he was making decisions on the game and no one knew to tell him no. <laughs> like, this is... Will this be a fun game? No one's, like, afraid. He's like, this will be really fun. They're like, ah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> Don't want yeah, to say exactly. no to Kojima, especially like his first big like project after being out of Konami. Like this is a big deal. right. I think like, a lot of people were like, uh, I don't want to like, <laughs> like, oh God. like everyone needs no an editor's eye, and there was stuff that should have been edited. Yeah. But I wonder if that's something we'll see more with Kojima Productions versus his work with Konami. We'll see a little less reining in to make the game more of a game. Yeah, and more of this like very high concept stuff. And it's, clearly, if we're making more Death Stranding, I think that's clearly that's the vibe we're going for, right? They could make something a little more <laughs> traditional, and instead they're making like Death Stranding two. And it, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I don't, I don't mind the unconventional game. Like, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I think Kojima's best stuff is when Kojima's allowed to be weird, but yeah. um maybe make something that's also entertaining like i don't know what else to to tell you like and it sounds like the director's cut took that it like took that to heart because there's a lot more gameplay aspects and it seems yeah. like they kind of realized maybe that you know the actual gameplay doesn't match the story anyway so let's get kind of weird with it and add some more weird shit yeah. <laughs> it's like okay okay cool okay so uh, maybe maybe we're getting somewhere so we'll have to see um, what the next Death Stranding will be. This is just the, the twinkle in Norman Reedus's eye of a story. Um, yeah. Well, not Norman's, I guess. Hideo Kojima's. But Norman, Norman heard about it. Um, so it's exciting. <laughs> like, um, I will say, I want, I want this to be successful for Kojima yeah. because I want more from Kojima. Um, so if Death Stranding 2 is great, then cool. <laughs> Aren't you excited for Kojima's rumored Xbox cloud project that he's working on? We what? talked about that in a recent replay a month or so ago. There's like a thing. I, if it's not officially announced, I think it might be. But if it's not, it's like heavily rumored um, that Kojima is working on something yeah. with Microsoft to do like a cloud game thing. So... I, I did hear that he was talking with Microsoft about something that would yeah. be Microsoft exclusive. I didn't know that was so. Yeah, it's based, apparently but... specifically related to their cloud gaming software or something. So interesting. So. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> weird, weird. But whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. We got a couple little short things today to end this here. So just to remind, mostly reminders of cool stuff that's happening. So first off, tomorrow, August thirty first at nine a.m. Pacific or twelve p.m. Eastern, if you're over here on the eastern side like us. It is going to be a first look at Far Cry 6 gameplay uh, on the Xbox Series X with the Ubi News crew. Maybe that's, I don't know about the name of that. <laughs> so looks like they'll be streaming some Far Cry 6 gameplay, um, which is pretty cool. Um, this is the first time we're getting gameplay. I, for one, would like to see the gameplay get a little different. I doubt it. I think we're going to get probably the same gameplay loop and, and general feel we've had since Far Cry 3. 
Um, obviously, they've iterated on that, but I think it's going to be about the same with the main, you know, kind of shtick that we're in a city now, which is cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's pretty exciting. Um, what do you think, Mike? Do you think we're gonna? What do you think we're gonna get anything special or anything exciting, or mostly just you know more of the same kind of Far Cry look, but with the the, the new look on it? <laughs> yeah, I don't anticipate anything groundbreaking. Um, I'm hoping that they take the settlement system from new dawn and go yeah. deeper with it i think that's really cool i think mm -hmm. it's something that would elevate the game from just being far cry 3 um yeah. and yeah i mean i'm i'm looking forward to it because i want to see more yeah, me too. before i get it in october because yeah. i'm getting that game <laughs> of course for giancarlo alone it looks exactly so good. Oh my god <laughs> so so good so I, I don't even play Far Cry games typically. I haven't played... Uh, I mean, I've like dabbled in 3, 4, and I played a little tiny bit of 5. But I don't like yeah. play play them a whole bunch. And uh, But I think I'm going to grab this uh, pretty early on and, and go through because it looks really, really awesome. The story looks amazing. And I love like the revolutionary, like in these like... In this mm -hmm. country, like they're creating some sort of crazy drug. Very interesting. The whole storyline grips me so much. Um, what we saw at Gamescom got me so excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Okay, and also another thing that we're getting tomorrow, uh, Motive, uh, Motive Studio are bringing you a very early look at the development of Dead Space. Um, now, when we see development of, makes you think we're probably not going to see a whole lot. Now, this is going to happen at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, so you can still, they, they, they made it so you can watch Far Cry 6 and then move right over and watch this. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, yeah, like I said, very early look makes me think bare bones. I'm thinking obviously more so because we're doing a video, but I'm thinking kind of like that Starfield thing where we got some concept art that they explained to us kind of thing. I, I don't think it's yeah. going to be that, but, you know, recently we saw like DokeV, they had a thing where they had like an early development look and that was mostly developers talking about it with a little bit of scenes from the gameplay in it. Um, I doubt we're going to get gameplay but um we might get something uh you know mike mike what do you think and what I, are you hoping for i don't know if you're a uh, if you're <laughs> if there's anything specific you're hoping for from a dead space remake anyway um i think what they'll show is a lot of concept art a lot of like promises to make it yeah. feel the same if not darker than the first one and that's pretty much it that's all we're gonna yeah. get um and that's fine it's early so, I, it's it's Dead Space. I did play, like, all of five minutes of the original and decided, nope, yeah. this isn't for me. Um, maybe I'll take another look at it in October for spooky games, but um, I already have a laundry list of games that I'm going to be playing in October. <laughs> um, yep. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's Dead Space. I hope it... Yeah. If they're doing a remake, I hope they are true to form and true to the original, and they don't make Dead Space 3 Part 2. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's important, right? Like, I think it'd be cool to take some of the things, like gameplay elements and stuff, that have been, you know, uh, improved upon over the last mm -hmm. decade. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a direct port, so it's, it's likely going to be a full remake here, that's what we're seeing, but it'd be good if they stay true to the story and the beats and the, the tone, but also... Uh, you know, kind of update everything else. A little bit, it, so. it, I will say it's weird, at least from my perspective, I find it weird that they're doing a Dead Space 1 remake. Yeah. Like, doing a full-on remake, not doing a reboot or doing something yeah. different. 
Like it's, it's also interesting. Like people are wondering, like you know, with with Isaac in in the other Dead, like in the first Dead Space game was a silent protagonist, and they added a voice yeah. later. So a lot of people are wondering, like tomorrow, maybe we'll find out. Are we getting a voiced version? Are we getting the silent protagonist? How are we going to play this out? Because I think that's a big thing that's going to make a difference for a lot of diehard Dead uh, Dead Space people. So yeah, I personally enjoy. Uh, I prefer. <laughs> A silent protagonist for Isaac, just because it get, um, you know, alien horror like that gives me big um, Half Life vibes, and yeah. you know, like Gordon. You can being, pretend you're Gordon Freeman. <laughs> yeah, it, it's less so pretending. It just kind of no, feels like it fits. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, it, it it's just. If I'm There's not, so much happening in the world around you that it seems like that person's take doesn't really matter. Like your take right, is more what matters as you're watching. Right, it. exactly. Like I don't need to hear Isaac react to it because I'm already <laughs> reacting to it. Right, and exactly. If I remember from reviews of Dead Space, there's not a whole lot of character development in it. It's just yeah. Isaac trying to survive, and if that's the case, then just let it be Isaac trying to survive. I don't need to be like, oh look, a flashlight. Yeah, sure could use one of these. Please, <laughs> don't. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> don't need that. Oh goodness. Well, speaking of things we don't need, maybe something we do need. I don't know. Stranger <laughs> Things three, the game, we need it, and soon it will be delisted from Steam and uh, GOG. Actually, it will be uh, delisted tomorrow. So really important. If for any reason you want to get Stranger Things three, the game on Steam or GOG, you got to do it today. Um, now, this follows news that uh, Stranger Things DLC from Dead by Daylight will be gone by the end of October. Um, and this is so, I mean, they gave you a little more time with that one, but the, the point still stands. Um, something's up here. Uh, now, this could be just a bunch of contracts ending, but the fact that they're not renewing is pretty fishy. That rarely happens in a scenario like this. Um, and it feels to me and like a lot of people on the Internet that this is a strategy from Netflix to get Stranger Things home and make it an exclusive for the upcoming Netflix gaming endeavor. Um, I don't know. Mike, do you, are you going to rush out and grab Stranger Things 3, the game, before it's gone tomorrow? I didn't even know it existed, so... <laughs> I didn't know either. I, I, was there a Stranger Things 1 and 2 in the game, or did they just make one for Stranger Things 3 so they could do the Scoops Ahoy set? Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I who doesn't want Scoops Ahoy? Um... It's a good time. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. gonna say that it's not coincidental because I know Netflix's no. Netflix's first game in their endeavor for um, Netflix gaming is a mobile mm-hmm. version of this game. Yeah. Um, they wanted to kick it off with Stranger Things three. Not surprising, probably one of its more lucrative uh, series that they came up with. Um. So, I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I, I mean, love Stranger Things, but I don't yeah. care. <laughs> no, I'm not really crazy into like t- uh, game crossovers with it really that much. Yeah. Like the Dead by Daylight stuff was actually kind of cool. I like some of them. Uh, the designs were neat. Um, but that's you know neither here nor there, there nor there. It doesn't like super grab me. Um, but it is. It's more interesting, I guess, for just to see Netflix strategy here um, yeah. that they're actually fully taking things out like as soon as they can. Well, I think it's kind of lucky for them, and maybe this was purposeful, but it's kind of lucky for them that they were you know kind of ramping up and announcing their gaming endeavor um, around the same time. That it seems like all these contracts end around the same time. They didn't. They weren't long periods of time. So we had like the Dead by Daylight thing ending just a few months after this thing ending. The, the Stranger Things mm-hmm. three game. 
Um, and we're seeing this all kind of fall off of different stores within a few months, which is, you know, ideal for them, I guess. I mean, maybe it's not contract sending. It could be them, you know, asking or trying to break. I, I don't I don't know. I'm just saying it is interesting <laughs> to see all this happen at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, cool. I, I think it's one of the their franchises that best translates to games. It's one of the things that has that most probably cross appeal with gamers as people who like Stranger Things, um, especially gamers who I, I think Stranger Things fans also kind of like translate to people who like like watching streams like game streams i have a feeling that that kind of like blends in with like the twitch watch it online stream it crowd and i think that's going to play in well with netflix gaming i think that's kind of what they're they're going to yeah. move toward um on the more like hardcore end i don't I mean, hardcore i say with like a huge asterisk i just mean more than like the baby games that it sounds like they're going to make <laughs> as well um so yeah it's interesting to see yeah netflix tv really gonna really gonna try to compete with uh television or but the question is will, the question is will netflix have um back buttons on the controllers <laughs> we'll <have to> <laughs> i don't know is there a back button can, on my phone if, yeah it's like <laughs> see if they can do that they can make a special controller just for netflix it looks a lot oh, like God. a tv remote um, but there's a trigger on it. That sounds like a gun. That could get them in some trouble. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> all right. It sounds like a, like a PlayStation Move controller. <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to be the main bit of GG Replay today. But I do have a, a little secret to tell you before everyone runs away. We do have a little oh, bit what is more it? here. Um, that little secret is that we actually have a whole website. Um, we have a website <laughs> called goodnightgroofs.com. And over there, we have videos. We have this. We have blogs. We have other podcasts. We have links to all of our socials where you can check out our exclusive TikToks and Instagram reels and everything that we have. I promise there's some pretty good content on there and we're working on more all of the time. Um, and you know what? If you really like what you see when you get over there, we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash goodnightgroofs. We have a $1, $3, and $5 tier. And uh, the $3 tier will get you early access to our all-encompassing gaming podcast, Game Grooves, which is where you'll hear more of Mike. I said on Friday, that's where you'll hear Mike again, but then he came back today. <laughs> um, so maybe you'll hear him here too. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's definitely where you hear the most of Mike in the time uh, in the near future, I guess is what I was trying to say. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe we'll... And if, you know what, if you got with your support and everyone at home, you know, helping us via the Patreon. It's not just for us to become rich fat cats over here with our few $5 Patreons. It's so that we can make more content for you. Um, and so you can hear more from Mike and from me and from Josh and from Matt. And so we can, you know, make more of our individual things and, and have more time to spend on this. So it's really, really cool. We really appreciate it. Feel free to just click through, check it out. The link's on our website. Uh, we also, you know, like I said, a dollar tier. It does get you some little perks and the perks are only going to get better the more that we move on uh in addition last but not least if you're driving right now pull over to the side of the road uh i am i guess a police officer in this scenario i don't know whoop whoop pull over and uh <laughs> go ahead and pick up your phone and give this podcast five stars thumbs up whatever you can on the podcast app you are listening on it helps us so much and if you can give us a little rating too that's a nice little review say oh man i love this mike's hair was really like rocking today um which it is looking sharp uh so yeah so go ahead write that um and tell us your favorite group in the reviews uh, make sure you put down some paul internal, some internal competition going here make sure you write down paul it's clear from my uh my asking for it that i have the largest uh desire to be praised um and go ahead and do that 
<laughs> and uh, with all of that said, um, that's going to be it for this GG replay. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to say before we head out of here? Yeah, I would like to end the show with a soda fact. <gasps> end the show with a soda fact oh my god okay please bring it on okay um so everyone talks about how coca-cola had traces of cocaine in their soda but classic did you know that seven up originally was called a bi- bib label lithiated lemon lime soda because it had lithium citrate which was a medication for bipolar syndrome Interestingly enough, Mike, I I'm pretty sure I did not know that, but I'm pretty sure Matt actually gave us that soda fact a fact about a month ago on one of our Friday soda facts. Perfect. I remember that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so there you go. For anyone at home who didn't know that, pretty crazy soda fact, I think. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. So, you know, if you're ever feeling a little bit uh, all over the place, uh, don't drink a 7-Up. Go see a mental health professional uh, who can help you, I think is the key. Uh, unless you have a time machine, and then maybe it'll help a little bit, but, you know. So it's a gray area. Um, I am not a doctor. That is going to be it for GG Replay for today, for Monday, August 30th, 2021. I feel like this one was a bit of a train wreck, but also you got to have a fun train wreck every once in a while. You know, you got to get a little weird with it. Uh, I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of your day, and we will see you again on Wednesday. Maybe Mike will be here. Maybe Matt will be here. Someone whose first name starts with an M will be here, and that is what's important. <laughs> Good night, Groofs.